me, your host, Sean Lynn, in the pub for a dram with friends where we talk about faith, family, food, and fun. Pull up a chair and I'll pour you a drink. Episode 73. We are extremely blessed to have Caleb Renier join us in the pub as he talks about becoming a CCO missionary. Sit back as I pour us a drink. Welcome to another episode of A Dram with Friends. We are very blessed to have Caleb Renier join us in person in the pub. Welcome, Caleb. Good to be here. So uh, I, I I brought out, you said you like the peaty stuff. I brought out Scarabus. It's, uh, it's a very nice one. We had at our whiskey tasting for the nights back in... Uh, 2020 so uh and it's a reasonably priced one so as a young guy i thought you'd appreciate that yeah. i know as a young father of many i i didn't have the chance to drink a lot of whiskey yeah <laughs> you'd buy a nice bottle for an occasion and for me a nice bottle was like 40 50 bucks so yeah uh, so welcome thank you do you cheers that part of the thing well we we can do that so okay. Who is Caleb Renier? Well, um, Catholic missionary with CCO, Catholic Christian Outreach. I'm a dad. I got a daughter. She's a little over one now. Expecting a son coming in July, so Whoa, only a few months away. Yeah, it's coming up quick. Um, yeah, I'm also a student. I'm actually getting my master's right now. I just started studying. Where's um, that at? It's at it's an online school. It's called the Australian Institute of Business. Okay. So I just started that. Um, yeah, this might get me kicked out of your studio, but I'm a Riders fan. I saw the, yeah the Calgary Stampeders helmet. So I'm sorry to say that, but yes, yes, we <laughs> we all have our crosses to bear. So the uh, I've worked many a Riders game, and they are a passionate. Fan base. Yeah. I could say that. I've gone to a game in, I grew up in Ottawa. Okay. I went to a game um, in Ottawa and when I, I wore the watermelon helmet, you know, you got to do that. And I had a lot of people yelling at me and it's part of the fun though, you know, but it yeah. was, it was fun feeling like a, you yeah. know, solo riders fan and a now, sea of red. A, there's a lot of Saskatchewan people here in Calgary. I'm sure you've picked up and they, uh, I remember working one game where they had rented out the baseball stadium next door for a tailgate party. And yeah, they, there was guys showing up at the, to get into the game. So drunk, I couldn't let them be. <laughs> so yes, they, uh, they know how to party. Yeah. And, uh, so what, what is CCO for those that don't know it? Yeah, so we're a university student movement dedicated to evangelization and there's a strong emphasis on creating leaders. You know, in universities, a place where, you know, we'd hope that many leaders of Canada and the world would be raised up and we hope to, to raise up those leaders for the renewal of the world. And so for me personally, I work at Mount Royal University here in Calgary and yeah, it's, uh, CCO focuses on those campuses and, and leading those people to, to Jesus and a life in the church. And that's where we're looking for leaders at God Squad, Catholic Men's Leadership Alliance. So this this seems like a good dram to be having. It is, because yes. That's, that's where 
if we start breaking down those uh, barriers or silos of, well, I'm this, I'm that, uh, or I do this program. We're talking about the universal church here yeah. and building leaders. Uh, so this is exciting stuff. And, yeah. and I was at, you were helping a young man come into the church there at Easter. That was yeah. exciting to see. Was there 18 coming into the church? Uh, yeah, it was a, it was amazing seeing that lineup of yeah. young people joining the church. It was awesome. And so for all those naysayers out there, it is possible and people are making it happen here in our diocese and around the world. So mm -hmm. you, don't be afraid to get out and, and, and have those conversations with people. Yeah. And it can seem like a dark time in, in the church, especially, you know, you look down at the younger generation and you just say, oh, there's no hope. You know, things are too far gone. You know, you look at the world and the mindset of young people are like, ah, oh, it's, it's too late. But to me, what I'm seeing and in, in leading people to Jesus is that there there is hope. There really is hope. Yeah. So how is it being a young dad and uh, trying to balance uh, being a disciple? And Yeah. Well, I'm not the most experienced, you know, just one, you know, a little over a year. But yeah, to me, it feels like, you know, for me, I said, you know, you said, who am I? And I said, you know, I'm a missionary. And I said that intentionally. To me, being missionary is part of my identity. It's not, it's not my job. It's not, oh, yeah, you know nine to five, I'm missionary, talk about Jesus, and then I'm done with that. So actually what I found is being a dad and being a missionary, which is my job, my full-time job, but it's gone hand in hand. Um, you know, I don't really view, you know, what I do on campus is a separate me and then there's me at home, but it really goes hand in hand. So I've done um, a few times, you know, in the past year, I've had a lot of the young men over to my house. You know, you can see my wife, see my, you know, my daughter and, you know, it's, I'd hope that it's, you know, encouraging for them to see a young guy, you know, I'm, I'm a young dad, seeing almost a preferred future for them, you know, or the world would say to a young, you know, university student, don't get married till way down the line, you know, you don't want that life, you want freedom, you want to, you know, live the, the world, worldly lifestyle. And I, I'd hope that it's kind of showing them a different way. Um, there's actually um, a better way to live your life. And so to me, the balance has, has been smooth. It's, you know, I love in, including what I do in ministry with my family life. And my wife is also a CCO missionary. So she yeah. totally, you know, gets what I'm doing. Um, yeah, it, it's gone pretty smooth. I think being on campus, it's probably a bit weird being a dad. You know, some, not many other university students are dads. But um, yeah, to me, it's just, it's a beautiful, actually, combination to me. That's awesome. And th that's where it's so exciting. And I was glad that you agreed to come over to the pub was we need to see young men in action. And that's where God Squad, we've tried to especially reach the young men because having guys with gray hair like myself saying, I wish I'd done this isn't as productive as having young guys like you say yourself saying, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and it's so important for the health of the church as mm -hmm. well to have, especially men, because it's been left as women's work quite often 100%. for a number of years. And, yeah. and that's not what Christ intended. Yeah. Yeah, you're so right. And it's, yeah, it's so, and I have a major passion for men's ministry. It's something I really care about to see 
yeah, the masculine heart pointed towards Jesus. But yeah, you're right. It, for for a long time, it's women have been leading the way and in ministry, but even just in in the church and in holiness. And um, yeah, I I want to see the hearts of men it, it ignited for for Jesus. So yeah, I couldn't agree more. So there there's going to be lots of uh, maybe further discussion over these uh, another day and see how we can foster that because I work in the high schools and mm -hmm. and just try and build off of what you're doing so that they can have that connection from early on right to the end right like yeah. we, we tell people our our conferences are for 14 to 99 kind of thing right yeah. so we're we, I had some older gentlemen show up to, at the conference for the first time and, and just be on fire yeah. after leaving. And then you, you have younger people the same way. So if we can work on that together, uh, uh, that's where there's, I think, some excitement. I feel like God's yeah. doing something right now in mm. the church and in the world. And Yeah. So... As a as a young dad, uh, have you taken up uh, some culinary arts at all? Or I'm pretty good. Last night I made some wings. Yeah, you know, that's one. I'm pretty good at that stuff. You know, wings. Okay. And, um, I've done a little bit. You know, I'm I'm not too bad in the kitchen. I'm not the best, but I'm I'm not too bad. Do you, have you mastered your dad's crepes yet? Or? That I that's something I have learned. He taught me how. He makes great crepes. He kind of showed me the technique. Okay, okay, because that, and that's where it's it's interesting those traditions and how much our children remember. Mm. Dad made crepes, or like my my grandkids, Papa make your crepes, Papa make your crepes, yeah. or or I just uh, did a recorded a show where I'm making cinnamon buns and mm. just the wisdom of cinnamon buns. Yeah, <laughs> and how how that can bring people together mm. right and i'm sure your chicken wings uh attract a, a a crowd as well they might need a little work before they attract a crowd but, oh okay but i'll get there practice makes perfect yeah. right yeah my family just have to suffer as i <laughs> perfect my technique but oh yes yeah at our 25th uh, anniversary celebration my kids got up and I don't know if you remember Arthur the Aardvark. Yes, I remember. Growing up. Yeah. His, there's one of the episodes where, and they all got up and sang, my dad's a chef. You think that's great? Just try and guess what's on your plate. <laughs> yeah. I remember that episode. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, yes. my, we That's why we have families is to experiment on them, right? Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. And, it, you know, you talk about tradition. It's interesting. Probably some listeners don't know CCO was founded by my parents and it was it's interesting that I'm working for CCO now and um and actually growing up I didn't think I would go into ministry it wasn't something I thought I could do it felt almost lazy to me to do what my parents did mm -hmm. felt like oh you know you got to make your own way you know and so I was kind of studying sciences in university I never I never thought I could do it um like I said, it, sound, it felt kind of lazier, the default option. Um, but I really loved what I saw my parents do. And so CCO was founded um, over 30 years ago. So I would have grown up seeing young men and women in their university years who loved the Lord, who were living, you know, a fully Catholic lifestyle. So I saw that and I was always inspired by that. But again, I, I didn't think 
it was for me. I didn't think I could do it. Um, but for me, it's really in university, I got involved with CCO and I led a faith study myself. Um, and I remember I led a faith study and I was leading a young, young man in his first year. I was in my second or third year at this point. Um, and through discovery, which is our basic faith study, basically yeah. talked about Jesus, you know, relationship with him, putting him at the center, living life in the church. Basically, I saw this young man's life transformed. I saw him, um, you know, say yes to, to Christ and, and to living, you know, a fully Catholic lifestyle. And seeing him change his life and orient his life towards, towards Jesus, my eyes were open. And I felt God speaking to me, you know, if, if this is what I can do through you, you know, between your classes, you know, I was taking a four, full course load and I yeah. do this in between my time. He said, you know, if, if this is what I could do in this time, imagine if this was what you're doing full time. And I remember in, in that kind of moment, my kind of my heart was open. And there's a few other kind of moments that, you know, helped me make that decision. But it was really uh, a unique calling. And what I've, you know, later realized was it's actually honorable for a son to follow in the work of, of his father. You know, Jesus was a carpenter because Joseph was a carpenter, you know. And, um, and it's actually, yeah, like I said, honorable. And, you know, you're talking about family tradition. and um, But it's, that's been a soul-searching journey for me where there's, you know, kind of fear, okay, does it seem like I'm just doing this because it's there? But I've really come to a place where God's really inspired me that this is, that I'm to be missionary. Um, and it's actually an honorable kind of piece that it is what kind of my dad and my mom actually, kind of the tradition that they laid out for me. And um, so yeah, that's, you know, you started yeah. talking about crepes and I went on that, but. Um, yeah, no, and, and it, like I followed my dad. He was a police officer, and hmm. and but it very much became. I realized it was a vocation for me, a hmm. calling that that God could use me in that position. Yeah, and uh, like it's not like I'm there evangelizing, but every day, but I am mm -hmm. by my actions and my words and how yeah. I treat people, and so it and they do notice. Uh, I was. <laughs> For one year, I had to work the front counter, and I was checking in sex offenders for a okay. year. I had a sex offender come and write me a nice letter because of the way I treated him. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, and it doesn't matter where you are in mm. your life. It, If you, that saying, preach the gospel always, mm. and if necessary, use words. But also, don't be afraid of your sharing your faith with somebody, mm. and it doesn't have to be are you saved like that? It's, it's more just being honest and open with them. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And walking with them. Yeah, totally. And, and I think, you know, especially I think at this, what I see on campus, you know, um, with young men is, yeah, there is, uh, yeah, that important step to take of, yeah, you kind of the, using your words, talking about Jesus, you know, clearly, um, because, you know, a lot of young people, um, there are many who do have a negative view of the church and of Jesus, mm -hmm. right? There, we know that there are many who have a, a negative view. But I'd say the majority of young people are, are more apathetic than anything. They don't have, uh, they probably don't have a great view of the church, you know, um, but they probably don't hate the church. You know, and they believe in God, but 
they're not really thinking about that too much. And so, you know, what I've seen on campus is, yeah, that, that important step of kind of, okay, I see your life and I'm maybe inspired or I'm kind of inspired by your kindness, but that kind of difficult, scary step of kind of using your words is I think really key for, for this generation. Um, because yeah, the reality is they're not, they're not going to come, you know, they're not seeking us, right? They're not yeah. coming in on Sunday saying, Hey, I want to learn more about, about Jesus, right? If anything, they're kind of turning the other way. Yeah. And so we're at a place and that's where I feel so convicted to be on campus is we need to, to go to them. Like this is a time where we need to, yeah, in our workplaces, in, you know, wherever we are in our schools, wherever we need to actually be going to the lost, right? Those that don't know Jesus and actually inspiring them back, yeah. right? We can't just wait for people to come to us. And that's a difficult reality, but I really think that's where, where we're at. Well, and, and you don't have to be a theologian to walk with people, right? Yeah. Like you don't have to have this great education. You just, cause if, if you don't know, be honest, I don't know. I will go ask somebody or find out. Yeah. Right. And there's so many resources mm-hmm. out there right now that 100%. that can help you answer, including heroicmen.com. God Squad's got some stuff, but there's lots of resources out there to help you answer any question you have. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that can paralyze us so much in, in ministry, to use yeah. our words. We think, I'm not equipped enough. I don't know the right arguments for this hot topic yeah. issue. Yeah. And so we actually don't do anything. Yeah. And maybe an encouragement, something that's encouraged me, um, is, you know, in, I've been doing, I've been a missionary for five years. Um, you know, in one of the most secular places there are, you know, the university campus, I rarely face people coming at me with arguments against Catholic doctrine you know, coming at me, oh, why does the church say this about this topic? I've actually, I, I can't think of one time that that's happened. And I think we, we think that if we're going to talk about Jesus, people are going to come at us with kind of anger. And, and even through the, some of the major scandals the church has faced in the past two years, even three years, you know, there's been major scandals the church has faced. And as the missionaries, you know, went onto campus and CCO, sorry, I should have said this earlier, CCO's on um, many campuses across Canada and most major cities have a CCO campus. Um, but as the missionaries are going out, we're saying, you know, do your research, get prepared. There's going to be people who are going to be arguing yeah. on these, you know, scandals, but nothing happened. And I think we have a misconception that people are going to kind of come at us when we say that we're, we're Catholic, but actually when, when you actually propose Jesus, the person of Jesus and a relationship with him, you know, people aren't going to come at you saying, you're saying God loves me. Who do you think you are saying God loves me? No, that's a, that's a positive message. And yeah, the the threat is we can feel paralyzed in ministry because we say, oh, I'm not get someone else. There's others that are more kind of smart than, than I am. But actually, you know, one of the most important things we can do is start with the person of Jesus, you know, and you know, that, that we're created for relationship with him, that he knows us and loves us is basic stuff. Um, but really that he knows us and loves us, that our sin actually separates us and that Jesus died on the cross to, to restore a relationship. And then we can actually choose to follow him. You know, when you start at that basic message, nobody's going to come at you saying, what? Like, who do you think you are saying that to me? No, that's, that's positive. That's, you know, 
like Jeff Cavins talks about the kerygma, right? The, yeah. And and just he gives he gave an example where some woman was coming at him with all these mm. the pope the yeah. yeah all the all the stuff that and he just gave her the kerygma yeah and then she's asking to go to mass with him the next day you, you know like exactly. whereas if you tried to argue those points you'd probably be there for six months hundred percent trying to... exactly you know and and this is sir I'm, you're getting me on topic that i'm getting fired up but I, I you know that's a great example and that's why you know on campus I should, i'm talking too much about campus here but you know, well, that's where you work. <laughs> the young men on campus are probably at a place in their life where they experience the most temptation that they'll ever experience in their life. Right? Drugs, drinking, women, it's all there and it's all accessible. You know, like I'm, I'm, I was working with a guy who's saying, you know, he had just kind of given his life um, to God. And he said the next day a girl came knocking on his, his door kind of wanting to stay the night. And he was at, like, that. that's temptation. Being a young man and a girl saying, can I sleep in your room tonight? Like, that is real temptation. And he said, I, I felt God give me the strength to say no. You know, that that's real temptation. Mm-hmm. But he, you know, if I'd kind of come to him saying, like, you know, you know, you got to change your life. You got to stop living. You know, you got to stop having sex for marriage, all that stuff, which is true. You know, he would have been like, who are you to say all that? Yeah. But when I started with the kerygma, when I started with Jesus, he came to a place where he was convicted and opened his heart to the Holy Spirit that he actually had the, the Holy Spirit gave him the strength to say no. And I think that's, that's where, you know, with, especially young men, you know, so many, there's so many vices in, in young men. And again, university being a place where it's all there for them, you know, if we can start with Jesus, if they can experience him in a personal way, I believe that we can see men who are actually willing to stand up against the temptations of the world and actually live a virtuous lifestyle. You know, that example of Jeff, it's like, but we need to start with Jesus. Yeah. And that's, that's where the doors are open. Now we can talk about, you know, the church's teachings on, you know, marijuana and everything else. Now they're open, their ears are open. You know, Jesus being the message of first importance is something that I've been personally convicted by. Well, it sounds like you've kind of covered one of my segments. What advice do you give to your 18-year-old self? Because you've been talking about that quite a bit. Is there yeah. anything you'd like to add for that? When I was 18, I think, you know, I I'd, uh, when I was 18, I'd, you know, chosen to follow Jesus and really live Catholic life. So... But my biggest advice was, yeah, don't be scared to, to share your faith. And, you know, sound like a broken record, but start with Jesus. Because I, in high school, pushed some friends away. Because I kind of started with, you know, I remember, you know, when I was 18, you know, grade 11, grade 12, you know, they start, people started to drink. You know, I remember being very scandalized. I saw my, you know, childhood friends start to drink, start to party, start to do all that stuff. And I pushed them away. And I kind of treated them like, like I was their, their mom. You know, I said like, what are you doing? Come on. And actually one of the, my friends said to me, he's like, you're not my mom. And it caused a real, you know, that moment like severed our relationship. And I really regret that because those are guys that I think are, you know, I kind of pushed them away and in effect kind of 
close the door a little bit to, to faith in their life because I started with the virtue that I wanted them to be living before I started with actually with Jesus. I started with kind of the rules, uh, you know, kind of shunning them before I started with, listen, like this is what I've experienced. Like come see, you know, come with me to youth group. At that time I was going to youth group or come with me to mass. Yeah. Um, but I'd say to myself, yeah, don't be scared to talk about what Jesus has done in your life. And yeah, don't, you know, don't focus on, you know, shunning people or kind of, you know, kind of being judgmental, but actually start with Jesus and, and trust that he's going to do the rest. And so that's, that would be some of the advice I'd give to my 18 year old self. So that's, if you're listening, pay attention to that. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, so Jeff Cavins talks about riding with your posse. Who are your go-to saints? Who are the saints mm. that you walk with every day? This is kind of an old one. Um, but a saint that always inspires me is St. Paul. And, you know, he's been in the readings a lot lately. You know, his his travels. Yeah. Um, you know, even this morning in the readings, like Miletus to Ephesus. You know, he's someone that's always inspired me because um, his perseverance and mission. Right? Like he, you know, he just, he went. You know, if, you know, he got pushed out of one town, he's on to the next one. You know, he is just his his fire for mission, you know, has always inspired me. Um, he's always depicted with a sword, which I always think is pretty, you know, epic. I think you have a sword right there, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. But he's one that I've, I've always, you know, in his his writings, you know, and, um, are, you know, whenever I read them, have been have played a big role in my life, you know, um, his letters. So he's one and not a saint, but Frasati, um, you know, is someone yes, that, Frisati, yeah. yeah. Blessed, you know, he's getting there, but he's someone that I've um, kind of identified with. He's someone that, you know, was very, um, you know, loved life, right? He, you know, this is all stuff you've heard, but, you know, hiking and smoked cigars, you know, he's just a normal guy, but he was able to capture the hearts of, of his friends and um, live both a lifestyle that was, that was attractive and accessible, but also, you know, also fully kind of set on fire for, for Jesus. And so those two would be some that I would go back to. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for joining us in the pub today. Uh, thank you for taking the time out of your day. And I don't know if you know, the term whiskey comes from a Gaelic term called Ishkabaha, which means water of life. Okay. And my prayer is that you continue to lead many souls to the true water of life. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. I hope you are enjoying this content. Please like and subscribe. Share with a friend. Also, go to godsquad.ca where you can pray with us and for us and consider donating so that we can continue our mission reaching men wherever they're at. Thank you. As